Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today we are breaking down the need to release control. So this topic is for probably all my fellow control freaks or pitidoshas tend to be the ones who really um, gravitate towards this sense of purpose, sense of well-being, sense of identity. Type A, we need to get it all done. We have trouble asking for help. We do it all because if we do it, it's going to be done right. I know I'm not the only one who's probably felt those feelings or have heard those um, thoughts brought up in discussions. And it's something that can be helpful in our minds, but in reality, it's probably not super helpful um, for us. So I wanted to kind of share a few of my own life lessons for this and um, share some of my findings, I think, with having so many PITA clients and just observing, even in the online space, especially during two vulnerable times um, in a woman's life that can happen and how sometimes that controlling aspect can really come out and not in a positive way. So let's start with controlling. This is something that I think myself, it developed at a young age. Uh, I started cutting myself at 16 and continued that until I was in college. And then after that, I kind of turned towards um, binging and purging. And then probably after that, I just started to work and work and work. I just didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be with the silence. And then probably if I look again, it's probably where um, I did that for a while. And then I felt probably bored. And then that's where the alcohol came in. And I had some just longstanding, probably controlling aspects with that. That was also not positive. So if I'm looking back on my own life, for me, if I get overly controlling about things, it's not great. Uh, I have a track record of going overboard and probably having a very deep pitta imbalance. And I personally, I hate when I have that deep pitta imbalance and you can see why, as I just discussed, some heavy stuff that happens for myself when I um, am out of balance with that, with that pitta dosha in particular. And when I feel out of balance with myself, when I'm too controlling with every aspect of my life. And those are all areas, they're all tied back to just feeling like I can't control anything. So what am I going to control things that I can, which you know, typically it's exercise, what you're eating, um, what you're drinking, how you're presenting yourself. All of those things are kind of the, what can you control? So let's talk about something I was trying to decide. I'm like, do I start with kind of the, the two obvious, but I think I'm going to start with one that's not as obvious. Um, let's start with your own personal life. If you're reflecting what aspects are you personally struggling with controlling? Often a lot of the moms that I work with, they struggle with releasing the control of the family schedule. It's something that we feel really tied into. And again, I'm raising my hand right there with you that everything has to go through us. For myself, I would love if my husband would take a little bit of that ownership or look at the calendar. That's just not how he's wired. Um, And that's not how my son is wired. They're both very much the same. You know, they have ADHD and I just have to be a little bit more, I guess, on top of it. 
which I am since I am that Pitta. And so schedules aren't his strong suit, but I know he can do it because he has to pick up our oldest son from school every day. And he sets a timer on his phone to make sure it happens. So sometimes it's like, okay, can I release control and give him some aspect of our family schedule to make sure that it's happening? So it's not falling on my plate. And I know if you have um, a family and kiddos, that's probably, I would say nine times out of 10 falling on the mom uh, in some capacity. And it's going to be an area where you might feel either you love it or you feel like, hey, I would love to have a little help here. And personally, I love the, yes, I would love some help. I need to know what's going on. Yes. But I also wouldn't mind, Hey, I can take ownership. I can give, um, you know, the dentist a call. I'll make sure I get the dentist appointments done every year because again, all of that takes mental bandwidth for, from us. And so when we have that mental bandwidth, sometimes it just gets tighter and tighter and we get grippier and grippier. And we just start to feel like we have to control things on an even deeper layer. So what I often observe in fellow Pitta clients is really having trouble releasing, like, here are the five things. So if I had a podcast today and I'm sharing with you five things you should do in the morning, often a Pitta is going to hear that and say, all right, I need to do these five things. Come rain or shine. If I haven't slept at all, I will get up at 5 a.m. and still complete these five items. It is just the Pitta mentality. It's that control mentality of I will get it done and it doesn't matter at what cost. So I will say this from my own experience as well. I had, I was sharing with a client and I was like, I'm kind of disappointed how my recovery. So I've started playing tennis again. And, you know, sometimes it's once a week, sometimes it's twice and sometimes none, but I was, you know, sharing with her. I'm like, ah, I'm having a tough time recovering after tennis, after playing tennis. And she said, Andrea, you're getting up three to five times a night still, you know, with my nine and a half month old, I am still breastfeeding. Those things right there are very depleting to the body. Why would you think you can recover any faster? Like you don't, you don't have the vital things needed to recover right now. And she's completely right. And so sometimes we need kind of that um, mirror reflection to like, say, Hey, you know, look, look up, like you are doing just fine. You are, you know, maybe feeling like you need to control things or like, what do I need to do? Why am I not recovering? What am I doing wrong? What's something else I could control so I could get myself feeling better. And, you know, again, there are times where you do need to take control. Um, an example, if you are running, if you are a business owner and you are running a consult with a new person, you need to take control of the consult. They are not in the lead there. And not that that's a bad thing, but if you're with someone who you're going to hire, they need to be the ones taking the reins. You need to know that you can trust them, that they have a process, that they have um, a consult consultation form that they're taking you through. Um, that I think is really important. So again, it's times like those, if you're at a restaurant and you have someone who's at the front of the house and they, it says, wait to be seated, but if they never seat you because they're not taking control, like that's a problem. So obviously in those situations, they have to take control. So we have obvious times where we need to take control and then obvious times where we need to delegate. You know, I had another person who I work with who it was like, I finally at work asked for help because I'm doing other people's jobs that I shouldn't be. And mostly because they were new hires and I felt bad 
giving them their work because I could do it faster, but they were hired to help me because I'm drowning in my work. I can't get all of my work done because I keep saying, don't worry, I have it instead of delegating and releasing some of that control. And so little things like that, that we might have going on in our lives that we have to really just hold that mirror up and say, oh, is that me? Where can I release some of that control? Do I really need to do, for example, at work, do I really need to do all 50 things, you know, on my to-do list myself, I literally have a priority list of three things a day now, you know, so in my business, I have those three things primarily I will get them done. And there are some things where I'm like, Nope, I can't get to it today. I will move it to the next day and no big deal. I, I put things on my list that need to be done that week. So I have a week to do them. Same thing with working out. I've been getting into um, shorter lifts. So like 20 minute lifts. But in order for me to do 20 minute lifts, I have to up my, my, my lifting. It's gotta be four to five times a week. So I have to take control of my own schedule and get myself into the weight room or lift in my office. I have to be able to do that four to five times a week and take control of my schedule and make sure I have put that um, into my life and make a priority there. Those are times again, where control might be needed. Now I'm going to fast forward or fast backwards, I guess, depending on who's listening. Giving birth is the ultimate lesson in surrender and releasing control because we have no control of what's happening, no control over what's going on. It really is that ultimate. How can I surrender? How can I soften? And when we try to tighten and push and shove, that's when a labor takes a lot longer and baby doesn't want to arrive because we are trying to control everything. So that is, I think, one of the, the fastest ways for us to learn true surrender. What does that look like? What does that feel like in our bones? Now, where I think people fall into some, um, some just really scammy, I guess, marketing is that postpartum time, the healing. Sometimes we don't, we, we feel like we need to control what's happening. And again, postpartum, we're still surrendering. We are still honoring and softening and just asking for help. And what I see um, online, you know, I did a, a rehab program and the person who was running this rehab program had a baby, I don't know, maybe a month after me. And she's the same age as me. So we are both 39 now. And what I saw happening with her was very interesting because she, again, is the leader of this, this huge app, this huge program. And because of her age, and she had a C-section, a scheduled C-section for her third baby, she was very rigid, very controlling. She started working out two weeks postpartum, which I would not recommend, especially with a C-section. Most people, that's not going to feel great. You know, she was out on the treadmill. She was walking. She was working out. She was doing the things that um, can be kind of like, hey, make sure we don't injure ourselves. And then was just documenting this. And of course, people in our audience were like, oh, you started at two weeks. So can I and gave themselves permission. And often it was that control because every single day on her app, you would check off like, yep, I did the workout. Yep, I did the workout. And she kind of held herself accountable, I guess, with her audience. But again, with that huge of an audience and with that vulnerable of an audience, you know, in that newly given birth stage. People were coming along for the ride and saying, oh, great, I am in shape. I can for sure start at two weeks postpartum. 
And that's just not the reality of most people coming back into fitness. And so again, that's a very controlling need. Like we are controlling because we want to get back to the body as fast as possible. So people can say, oh, wow, you had a baby. I didn't even know. You can't tell all of those comments that you might be fishing for. And for me, I am all nine and a half months postpartum. And I still can tell my boobs are still three sizes too big. I still have weight to lose. I don't know how much I'm basically at my pre-pregnancy weight, but I still, I went into pregnancy like 30 pounds heavier than I want to be. So I still have weight that I want to lose. And so all of those things, I'm like, I get it. It takes time. It takes softening. It takes releasing control. And it's something that I am learning and relearning and relearning during this period, because I've, I've realized while I'm at the gym, when I don't work out in my office here and I go into a gym, I'm like, oh, I can see the mirrors. I can see my reflection and I can see, oh, I'm not where I want to be. But I also am like, I'm still breastfeeding. And for me, my body tends to just hold on to extra fat while that's happening. I am not willing to stop breastfeeding. My son is still very much needs that at night, which also leads into him not sleeping. Um, so we are just heavily tied into this. And so my goal is to, to make it the year postpartum, and then we'll see after that. So that is something where I have to soften. I had to release control. Did I think, Hey, maybe I should, maybe I should stop breastfeeding. So I could lose the weight. So I could start to control some of these aspects, of course, because I'm human, but then I'm like, you know what, for me, the, the, the pros don't outweigh the cons. That's not to say it's going to be the same for other people. That's not to say me, my first pregnancy, that probably would be a different answer. Like I would have felt much more, A, I was younger and B, I would have felt much more pressure coming and being back in that personal training space because people were much more judgmental of trainers, not bouncing back. They're a little bit more, I feel like forgiving with Ayurveda and with yoga. Like it's just, it's different. And, um, again, maybe that's me just being older and, um, feeling more, I guess, in tune or okay with my body and okay with myself. So coming back again to that control, if you're in those areas or time of life, Hey, let's even look at perimenopause. Let's look at menopause. Those are also times in a female's life where, you know what, things might not feel or look the same as they did. And we might feel a little wonky in our bodies. We have to release some control around it. Sometimes we can, we can do things, but other times are we doing things? Are we gripping? Are we gripping where we shouldn't? Are we doing things because we feel like, Hey, I need to control this aspect of my life because everything else is feeling all over the place. My hormones don't feel the same. So let me do what I can control. And that's eating and that's exercise. And often that's what we see. Those are two things that are either they're done with, you know, good intentions or more with a controlling intention and not necessarily lasting habits. So I want us just to kind of reflect in your own life. If you are someone who likes to control, where do you need to release? Where do you need to surrender? That's kind of my, um, my challenge, I guess, of the week would be looking at your own self and where in your life can you surrender and release some of that control? All right. That's what I have for you today. Um, I do want to touch base though, because I have a few more weeks left, the seasonal living collective winter edition. We are going to be starting January 15th. So in about a month and early bird pricing lasts through January 1st. So it is about, I think about $115 cheaper right now 
than um, regular rates and I have a three payment option or a two payment option or paid in full. So I tried to make it very accessible for people. Um, and right now the early bird pricing is $444. So if you're interested, you are going to be doing weekly yoga with me. We are going to be getting a one-on-one -on -one call. We're going to be chatting bi-weekly during our group coaching calls. And we also have our full moon ceremonies, and this is all online. So we see each other quite a bit for eight weeks. And this is if you want to really embody your Ayurvedic and yoga practices, because often sometimes I find some of the courses that are more self-paced and you're not, you don't have that accountability. I also give us Voxer support. So you can, you know, give me a little, it's Voxer is like a, a text messaging or um, voice memos with me live. And that's a great way to kind of like, Hey, Andrea, I have a quick question. And maybe it's personal. Like, should I be taking this herb or should I be doing this as part of my practice? And we can do it real time. And so I like this because honestly, I've done some programs and I've spent thousands of dollars on some programs and they didn't have that, that piece, you know, with, with the coach, you know, it was for the community and you met maybe once a month. And, um, I will say for myself, I felt like, ah, oh, that didn't really, that didn't really do the trick. It wasn't what I needed. Um, I like a smaller co cohort where I can really reach out and connect with people and get to know you. So if that's something that's um, of interest to you, definitely check it out um, that you will not get lost in a ginormous group. There's not going to be, uh, there won't even be probably 20 people um, in the group. So we're, we're looking at a small cohort where you're going to get to know me, where you're going to get to know other people in the group. If you want, um, I've had people who um, make friends outside of the group and, you know, we'll, we'll have little, um, zoom dates. So really, if you want that community minded, um, atmosphere and you want it around Ayurveda and holistic wisdom and seasonal wisdom, um, this is the time because we're going to be going inwards. We're going to be embodying these practices and practicing stillness. So if that's of interest, check it out on my website or in the show show notes with the seasonal living collective. All right. That's what I have for you this week. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.